On this episode of Infinity Sports, we discuss EA Sports' huge announcement that college football is coming to a console near you. That right after the intro. to infinity sports i'm wayne g i've got two co-hosts today i'm joined as always by sully yo what's going down and we've got a repeat performance from nick paquin what's going on what's up guys thanks for having me again oh yeah. for sure uh like i mentioned the show is going to be about video games but before we jump into it please remember to like and subscribe at the bottom here it helps us out tremendously helps us grow the show helps us get you better content better graphics and so on plus it puts you first in line when the new content comes out if you prefer to listen to the show, please check out iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. You can download or stream the episodes while you're walking, running, driving to work, whenever you listen to episodes. I know that our former co-host, Jesse, loves to listen to the episodes. He doesn't really watch them as much. And, of course, if you want to visit us on social media, we are available on Facebook at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at Sports Infinity 5. <sighs> Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, like I mentioned, uh, EA Sports on Tuesday came out and said that the NCAA football. No. Uh, what do you mean? Well, they're saying that college in, football. And, NCAA and, isn't yeah. attached to yeah. it. And yeah. NCAA football game without NCAA is yeah. going to be coming to a console. They're in discussions with the conferences right now to get them locked up. They want no part of the NCAA moniker. NCAA wants no part of them. They had a huge falling out after the Ed O'Bannon or during the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. And yeah. so the NCAA and EA Sports are not going to do business with each other. But all of the conferences are very eager to do business with EA Sports because it is a very profitable enterprise. And I'm curious, when you guys heard the news, what your reaction was? I mean, obviously thrilled. Uh you know, everybody who follows the show knows I'm a college guy. Um, I just come to find out Nick's a college guy, so obviously I'm assuming he's going to be thrilled. I liked the NCAA football more than Madden. The recruiting process was so much fun. Uh, being able to just build a team and things like that, deciding which players you wanted to recruit, how to pick your team and, and make them better was, was, I think, the best. It was it was a lot of fun taking – I know you said you used to take UConn and, and play with them really and make them a great team. You know, I used to grab, you know, like USF or somebody like that and try to make them a great team. And, and I mean, that was the whole fun part about it. It wasn't like Madden where you already had your stars. It was all all the time players were changing. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. For me and for me, for sure. Um, and I follow college football so closely that like way back when you had like players that were not the not. This, the the named player on the team, but you knew who the guys were and the attributes like were appropriate for those players. So like I would go and play against my buddies with like, you know, way back when when you'd have like Michael Vick on Virginia Tech, but it wasn't really Michael Vick, right? It was, yeah, like, it was just number seven, number seven, QB yeah. number seven, and all that. So I yeah I and and I agree with Sully hundred percent. I think uh, 
the college football game was way better than, than Madden in my experience in the past. And like Madden's gotten progressively worse over the last few years, in my opinion. So um, I'm excited about the college, uh, about not NCAA college football, but just college football by EA sports. Um, I'm curious where they go with it because I hope they don't turn it into like a Madden disaster. Um, and they just kind of leave some of the core ideas like they did, like Sully, like we guys were talking about where you can build up a team, you can recruit, build up certain players and all that. I mean, that, that's the best part of it i think that you know you guys touched on it too that the whole ed o'bannon lawsuit came from the fact that those players looked and performed like they were supposed to perform so florida gators which i know uh, sully's a big florida guy had quarterback number 15 a left-handed white quarterback with good running attributes you know we all know who that is so i think that you know EA Sports has come out and said that they are going to randomly generate the appearances, numbers, and everything. So, you, like when you have USC or even if you had Clemson this year, they're not going to have a white quarterback number sixteen. You know, they might have uh, an Asian quarterback number, you know, eight. And so it's just all going to be completely randomized. But the statistics, like obviously, if you have a school like Clemson or Ohio State, their players are going to be a lot better than you know a lower level college. But it's not going to be based on actual players to avoid the whole lawsuit thing. However, if you remember correctly, the NCAA football community went out and edited all these rosters to make the players' names and birthdays and everything. So I'm curious if they're going to have an editable roster feature, and within a week of the game being released, we're going to have actual rosters. I mean, I remember I used to do, I used to specifically take the time not to yeah. go deep in it. I'd, I'd, before I even played the game, I'd get the game and I'd name every player I could name and just go through every one of them and name them all. I remember specifically doing Donatarius Thomas from, from the linebacker from Auburn. I don't know why, obviously because his name's Donatarius Thomas, it sticks yeah. out in my head. But I mean, like I, that was that was the, one of the fun attributes and one of the fun parts of the game. Honestly, I liked having to go through and find these guys and things like that. I hate the randomized idea. That yeah. really, I, I, that that bugs me. I don't like it. Um, truthfully, too, because a lot of these guys that they are creating a, a false likeness for are going to be in the game for maybe two to three years, and then they're cycled out of the game in franchise mode. That is, yeah. <clears throat> and so it's like you know. You're, you're using new players anyway, so so what's the harm in leaving them in? I get it, the lawsuit doesn't allow it and such, but man, that'd be, that'd be a really cool way if they could somehow work a deal with each conference to where they kind of are able to use likenesses and things like that. Yeah, and one of the things around that too, it just blows my mind because you have like all of these like NCAA football players now, and I know you guys talked about the Rutgers thing, right? Where it's like players are players are basically slaves to the schools or to the to the eight athletic departments, that kind of stuff. And my whole thing is like you have players that are saying like, well, you know, we should get paid to play and we should do this. I mean, what a perfect avenue to compensate guys, you know what I mean? But not only that. But it's like, why does everybody buy the new Madden every year, right? To Sully's point, these guys are going to be drafted after a couple of years. They'll, they'll kind of age out of the game. If you have player likeness in there, it just incentivizes even for EA Sports, for the colleges, for the game, for the players. It incentivizes people to go buy that new game every year, right? It's the same thing with Madden. I mean, it just makes too much sense. It's not, to me, it seems foolish to not have the player likeness or even take it a step further and just have the actual players because you're leaving money on the table for everybody all the way around. And that was something I read is that with the NCAA kind of coming up with different avenues for these players to make money off of their likenesses, to make money off of their names, 
that there could be the ability to negotiate with certain players or with certain universities who allow that kind of thing. I think it's opening up a can of worms, though, because what it's going to lead to is a player's union. And then the player's union is going to negotiate the rights with EA Sports so that all the likenesses can be in there and every player is going to get a certain percentage from the union. But once you unionize college sports, I, I just think, you, you know, which I'm okay with because I think all these kids should get paid, but I think now you're starting to become a professional organization. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that point, and I don't disagree. I think that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't mind the whole – I mean, realistically, though, in certain parts of the country – like, I've been to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right? Like, I've been, I've been to, to an Alabama football game. Like, it's not – I mean, it is like a pro – it's bigger than pro sports in certain areas. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not like, necessarily trying to justify it, but, like – you also give players the ability, like you do with like a teacher's union, like they can opt out of a player's union if they don't want part of that. And you're going to find guys that do it, right? Like, it, it, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying about turning it into pro, but it's basically, it's got the same, it, it's got, I mean, the money in some of these programs is bigger than some pro franchises in all respects. So we'll see. You factor intuition and all that. I mean, I don't know. See, it's, I think it more takes away from like, so what I love about the college game is like these players are, are playing for their life. Yeah. Um, they haven't essentially gotten there yet. You unionize and you make it a paid pro sport and, and to where things are like that. And I don't know if you're going to see the same type of college football. Obviously, you might because, like, you know, but these guys, like, like I, I don't know. That's what I'm afraid of. I think it's a slippery slope, essentially. Yeah. And, and I, I usually, I normally, I agree with unions and I agree with, you know, the, the, the employees having power uh, and things like that. But... I think this one's a slippery slope. Yeah, I just wonder how much money these guys would be making off something like this, too, right? Like, I mean, you're not talking millions of dollars in contracts. You're talking, like, maybe tens of thousands of dollars, right? Or for a guy like Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that, it could be millions of dollars. Like, you know, like, I mean, yeah. like, and that's where it all becomes so slippery. It's like, does somebody like him who, uh, well, what if I come back? Like this year, he has the ability to come back. doesn't Doesn't count against his his actual um, uh, eligibility. And if he makes five million, like EA Sports is like, hey, come back, we'll pay you five mil if you stay. Something like that, you know. Like, like I, I think that's where it becomes a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or like you know, to this point, we could just keep the status quo and do the old Rick Pitino, where you're buying your team, your your recruits hookers and blow instead. You know what I mean? I mean so, free, free tuition. So. Five million pays for a lot of hookers and blow. <laughs> so, of course, I started thinking about what the game would be like when I start predicting what the game would be like. We're already assuming that it's obviously not going to be this upcoming season. They're not going to have it. It's going to be another year for development. So we're probably looking at the earliest of 2022 would be the time it comes out. So, so when I was thinking about who might appear on the cover, I know we talked about this, the three of us uh, offline, but my prediction was uh, DJ Ujulele because I think that he is going to have gone to the NFL draft after whatever, after this year, not this year, after next, next year or whatever it is. And then he would be available to be on the cover. And then when I figured out, well, if it's a year, then he's still going to be in college. So he can't be on the cover. But I just I created a cover of <laughs> DJ Hujulele on the cover. And then I know I talked to Sully. And I wanted to get his take of who he thought was on the cover. Yeah, I went Keaton Slovis, the quarterback from USC. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big, big, big fan of his. Uh, and I think he's going to ball out this year. Um, I, I, I 
thought you meant two years and things like that. Uh, two years from now, the 2022 Spencer Rattler's got a got a big shot to be on there too. That kid's gonna put up crazy numbers at Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like both those picks actually. I mean, I went like conservative on this. I was like, I think they they might even take somebody from like, you know, like the game day crew, college football game day crew. And you can see right. you can see like a Desmond Howard, right? Or you can see Tim Tebow um, was an example that I used. So Sully, I know you'd love that. But you get a guy like Tim Tebow. I mean, on. It. Let's be real, it's Tim Tebow. <laughs> but it, I mean, to me, it definitely could be. I mean, my. My pick personally would be LeVar Arrington, right? Love to see that. Love to see LeVar Arrington on the cover of the new football game. It's never going to happen. And like, if I think about future future prospects or whatever, I, the more I think about it, and if you go through like like any sort of like 2022 NFL mock draft, for example, um, always near the top of the list, and they're all over the place right now, but always near the top of the list is Sam Howell from UNC. I'm biased. I'm in, I'm in North Carolina. Um, so like, I mean, he's literally playing down the road, but I just think I see a lot of, I hate to make this comparison. I, I, I see a lot of Drew Brees and Sam Howell, very undersized in the QB position, big arm, accurate as hell. And he's on a garbage UNC team. So depending on how he does there, uh, I mean, I think sky's the limit for this. Deal. Yeah. He played extremely well for a terrible North Carolina team this year. Now, don't you, he had two fantastic backs that are both yeah. leaving. Um, yeah. so I, I do want to see how he performs without the – I don't want to say this uh, with the crutch of, of yeah. that run game, um, but it's not a crutch because the kid does have talent out the, out the wazoo. Everybody can see that. But, yeah, it's a great pick too. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the quarterbacks, and it's just a matter of which one leaves and which one stays because, obviously, if they're not doing likenesses and things like that, they've got to do a player who's already left and put him on the cover, which I think they had to anyway. So yeah. The, yeah. the the one you may maybe they do back and do a collage of like old covers, you know, and do a bunch of everybody who was already on the cover or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that that'd be pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. When you think of the features that have to be in this game, I think the number one feature that everyone is asking about, and there's several, but the number one has to be: is it going to be compatible with Madden? Are you going to be able to transfer your draft class over? To, and I think you have to. You, you, it's yeah. got to be if EA Sports I mean, before. You were, and that's why I think that they have to bring that back. Like, you have to be able to draft the guys. I always used to be disappointed when, like, I had to have a linebacker who'd have 100 and something tackles and 12 sacks, and he'd be defensive player of the year in college, and then he'd be a seventh round draft pick in Madden, and his potential rating would be an F, so he wouldn't actually get any better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's on you. You got to develop the kid in college, man. You can't just yeah. have a, you can't just have 100 tackles. You got to make sure, you know, he's he can you know, produce at the next level. Uh, the number one feature is, is obviously, I mean, it's going to be in it, but for me, it's the recruiting and like the franchise mode and, and the build a dynasty um, is what they called it, I believe. Uh, and that, uh, that, that's my favorite and the, the recruiting part. So that has to be in there um, in some way, shape or form. It can't just be like randomly generated recruiting in my opinion. Yeah. And I want like a, a wild out and out scoring like form. Like I want it to be like just as easy to throw like 60 yard bombs and, and touchdown passes as it was before. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, because Madden has gone the entire like the complete opposite way. Like now, like you have to run every team like you're, you know, the the, the heyday New England Patriots where it's like if you throw the ball past six or seven yards, it's going to be an interception and you just have to run every time and have a really good defense. I mean, that's kind of how Madden is now. And I don't want to do that with the college football game at all. I hope we won't because I, I think they, they did a very good job of – 
your best players are going to be better than the not best players in, right. in CAA. Um, and, and that's one of the things I think they excelled at in, in that game is, is when a guy had 95 speed, he was never getting caught by a guy who had 87 when in Madden, it happens all the time. Right. So, so in, in this, in, in the NCAAs, they did a really good job of, of actually defining that. And I agree, actually, that's a great point. So I hope they keep that. Yeah. Well, a two part, you mentioned with compatibility with Madden and you said, you know, developing your players. Well, obviously in NCAA 14, you really didn't have much to develop them. You didn't have practices. You didn't have anything. You just played your games. And so seeing FIFA, I'm a big FIFA guy and I've got, you know, FIFA 21 and a lot of it is like practice every day or you can give your guys a day off on certain days and you can focus training on particular players. And, and I'm curious if they'll transfer that into the NCAA where it's like, now you can have your guy lifting weights, you can have him doing speed training and all that kind of thing to kind of develop him throughout his college career. And I'd love to see it culminate before you transfer your players to Madden with, uh, you can use your players at the combine. You can do a 40 with them. You can do oh, that. They did have that. I remember doing a combine um, I think I do too, where you do the bench press too. Yeah, you, have to, yeah, you, have yeah. you had to do the 40, you had to do the two sticks and sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, th- that's true. That was so hard to do. I remember that. Because yeah. um, <laughs> you had to do it like nice and then speed up. That shit was tight though. Yeah. Um, that's a really good idea, Wayne. Um, I would love that. And they do it in uh, Madden now, where you have to train your players and do practices and things like that. Um, so I would think they transfer that over into EA Sports. I mean, that's that's the way you develop your your younger prospects and your young draft picks in Madden. So hopefully they they take the same idea, so you can develop your young players in uh, NCAA football as well, or college football. My apologies. But I just I hate the idea still of like only if it's editable, right? Like if I want to be able to like draft into Madden, but like still be able to like change the players' names to the guys. That yeah, they yeah. And if we have like a bunch of like auto generated players, then it's like, it kind of makes it non-realistic. That's why I'm so in favor of like having like just the names in there or, or even keeping it how it was. Right. Cause then if you, you, you move into a draft situation or if you, you know, you could do a customizer, you could even do it for like how the draft actually pans out. And now you have like one game that's almost like dependent on the other. And I kind of like that aspect too, because I mean, call it what it is. That's exactly how the NFL works, right? Like that talent transitions to the NFL. I mean, I think that that's sort of a cool avenue that I know they won't do, but it's just an idea. Yeah. Yeah, Well, to add to the realism and you'd mentioned it, like you said, that when you play Madden, for example, if you were doing a draft this year in Madden and you wanted to draft Trevor Lawrence, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you still can't because Madden is going to randomly generate a draft class after the season. So it's really no different if you transfer over a randomly generated draft class. It's the same as if Madden were to generate it itself, except you're transferring it over from a season that you just played in the NCAA mode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that if you could edit the rosters and then that would transfer over, because that would be another you know, cluster mess, I think, would be if you got all the rosters edited, so now all the players are right named and the right attributes and whatnot, and then you transfer the class over to Madden, and then it randomly generates all of it. It keeps their statistics the same, but it generates their names differently than what you had when you transferred it over. That would be a giant mess. I'd break the game at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you just have, like, you know, Jacksonville drafts QB number 
12 or whatever it is it just transfers over to the rock i mean i i could deal with that easier than just like a bunch of mess like you said i mean it's just, yeah i don't know there's a lot of the, the thing that worries me about this college football game is there's a lot of things that could go wrong and EA, and EA Sports track record uh, recently, I mean, you, brought, you talk about FIFA, and I think about like playing FIFA in college and then like playing FIFA now, and FIFA's still cream of the crop for soccer games, but like it's gotten progressively worse. You know what I mean? Like, FIFA's oh, I don't gotten, think so. I think FIFA's gotten better. I see, love I, I mean, I can't, I, I think like some, the problem for me with FIFA is, and I know this is a side conversation here, but um, so we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my biggest issue with FIFA is like, the glitches have become worse over time. Like that's that's the problem that I have for me. And then like, if you're playing somebody with like a shitty connection, soccer is such a fast paced game. If you're playing somebody online with like a really shitty connection and it glitches out or it offers slow or something, it, it, like it impacts the whole gameplay. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I'm picky with FIFA because I'm a big soccer guy. Obviously I got Liverpool in the background here and all that, you know what I mean? It's Glory, glory, man United. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice. Didn't Peggy is the type. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> underneath this flag, I got a giant United flag. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my soccer fandom is usually who does everybody hate? Okay, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. like United? Is yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody hates United? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, or you like Everton? Or you That's true. Them. Everybody does hate them. Yeah. I think, I'm a big Zlatan guy because I think that uh, I love oh, his he arrogance. He is yeah, everybody, hate, everybody hates Zlatan. So that, <laughs> I love Zlatan. Yeah. He's, uh, popular. He's popular in America for sure. Yeah. So back to some of the other features. My favorite feature, well, not my favorite, but one of my favorite features was the ability to not only edit your schedule for the upcoming season, but you could edit every team's schedule for the upcoming season. And so... They'll probably take that away because what I found is that EA doesn't like you to have fun with those types of things. If you can manipulate other teams, they don't want you to do yep. that, even though it doesn't affect anybody but yourself. Yep. And I would play a season, like I said, with UConn, but like Michigan would have this cupcake schedule, and I'd say, nah, I'm going in before the season, and you're playing all top 25 schools for your entire schedule. <laughs> and then uh, I would play all top 25 schools because I would go undefeated. Now Michigan, which was supposed to go undefeated, goes five and five, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> what they'll do in real life under Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they you would promote you, you would actually get bounced up into the top tier of the the programs because you'd be undefeated, and all these other schools that played each other would have losses. I would do that, but not. I wouldn't make all the other schools play all of each other. I would pick a, a you know like a USF or a UCF or something like that, and then play. Um, all top 10 teams or top 15 teams, but then that, that strength of schedule and beating them would and boost me up enough at that point. Um, I didn't have to go as far as having them play each other, Wayne. That's just maniacal. Yeah, yeah I agree. I never went that far, but I would definitely beef up a schedule for like when, the times I was like Kent State or if I, uh, or if I was like Indiana, like not Indiana University, like well Indiana University in Pennsylvania, that Indiana, you know what I oh, mean? Wow. Like if I would take a team like that and beef up the schedule, um, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much do the same thing. But not, of course, not alter Michigan schedule or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I felt like that was the only fair way to do it because again, if you had Michigan, Florida State, Ohio State, and these schools, and they go eight and one, you could be ten and zero. But you're not going to make the playoff because you're UConn right. or whoever. So by making them play each other and they end up seven and three, which is actually really good considering their strength of schedule, 
but they would still be at fourth place or something like that, where I might now be in third or second and I'd get to the playoff. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, if they made it realistic, too, I mean, that wouldn't even matter so much anymore because now Notre Dame gets into the playoffs whenever. Yeah, and they fucking suck every year. <laughs> exactly. And then we have to watch them. Yeah, watch them get dismantled by a good team yeah, every yeah. single season. Exactly. Like, when, like, when are they going to learn, you know? Like, just, yeah. It's so insane with that. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, too, the recruiting process was basically you accumulated recruiting points throughout the season based on achievements. Like if you're running back uh, 100 yards rushing, you'd get like one recruiting point or something like that. But you could rack up 20, 25 points per game in recruiting yeah. points. And at the end of the season, you had to determine how to spend those. And it was usually like if you were flying across country, like I had UConn. So if I wanted to recruit a player in California, that would cost me 12 points. Whereas to recruit a player in the Northeast would only cost me three points or something like that. And then you had to determine as well, what is most important to them? So am I pitching playing time? Cause if I pitch playing time and then that's not what they're interested in, then I just lost 12 points of recruiting points. I can't use again because I pitched them the wrong thing. Yep. That's, that's essentially what they did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, luckily I always played in Florida, um, that's, you know, that's my home state. So that's where I'm going to play. And they, I mean, everybody can agree. It's Florida, Texas, uh, California, and usually Ohio up there that have all the recruits. That's where most of top 10 recruits come from, top 20 recruits come from, things like that. A lot of five stars. So, uh, and then in that Southeast area. So I was lucky enough to not have to use a ton of my points, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I hope they keep that same system essentially. Um, because every player is different. Like, you know, like I remember it listed like certain things at the bottom and would give you like hints on to essentially what that person wanted, but you had to figure it out and such. And I, I mean, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with both of you on that. I think that's, that, that's something that they have to incorporate in the game, right? Like it, it just, it makes the most sense to do it that way. Yeah. And then I always found like where I was kind of a jerk in this sense is I would find a player who wanted playing time right away and because it's UConn, if you're a four-star recruit, you'll go to UConn, you're going to play right away. And I would pitch them on that. And then as soon as they signed, I would redshirt them the following year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> Wayne's the reason that somebody like Saquon decommits from Rutgers and goes to Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they work in, like, transfers. Because transfers are so abundant now that I wonder yeah. if – if they somehow auto work in, like like if a circumstance like that happens, where yeah. you recruit a guy there, promise him playing time, he doesn't get it, then all of a sudden an alert pops up, so and so wants to transfer for not getting playing time, you know, considering going to this school or something like like that'd be really cool actually. I think that would be kind of, I'd actually enjoy that feature. I don't agree with transfers, and and me and Wayne have had our arguments about transfers, not arguments, but discussions. And uh, and I think, but I think that would be a super cool feature to have, honestly. Didn't they have transfers at one point? Like after like a season concluded, you'd have like the, didn't, I like vaguely remember there would be like a list and you'd see like QB so-and-so transfers to this school. Yeah. or It was whatever. very, oh, and you could right. lose a player here and there. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like this like mass thing, but you sometimes you'd be surprised because oh shit, I remember playing QB number seventeen for that. I can't believe they're leaving. You know? Well, um, yeah, I mean that would be interesting if they like added. I didn't. I don't remember them having, it, but then, then they added like an aspect to where like a guy would legitimately get upset if you didn't like give him something he like recruited for or something like that. 
Yeah. Which if that's the case, then I want the power of real life NCAA coaches. We're going to say, okay, you can transfer, but not to these schools. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere within the SEC. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for that idea. That's actually kind of funny. And the other thing I would like to see in there is dynamic progression. This is something that obviously FIFA has done, but the dynamic progression is something that's new, I think, to EA Sports. And I'd like to see that it's one of the things they got right, which is sometimes you get a guy who, yes, he has D-minus potential, but you draft him if he runs for 1,000 yards his rookie year. Well, now his potential goes up to you know B-minus or something, you know, because that's just the way it works in real life. And I always had a huge gripe in Madden because we went from Madden 99, uh, if you remember correctly, Kurt Warner was the backup quarterback for the Rams. Trent Green was a starter, and Kurt Warner had a 64 overall rating. That year, obviously, he started. He threw for 4,400 yards, won the Super Bowl, and the next year he was a 96 overall. Well, (laughs) if I used the Rams in Madden 99 and put up the exact same stats, he would go from a 64 to a 65. And so that's one of those things. Like, I want to see that kind of progression. If he has an MVP season, he should go 90-plus. I agree with that. I hate it their progression system in general like if you had like a like a rookie quarterback and he was a 77 or 78 and you did all that he jumped to an 80 and it's like dude come on he's clearly better than an 80 i agree with that the dynamic progression does need to be in there i think it will be in there i think they've learned and they've heard enough from from you know people like us i say like us gamers in general that uh uh that have kind of made their voice heard to like, Hey, look, like we need this in the game, you know, things like that. So that, that would be a great idea too, because like you said, you know, and, and it happens all the time, a one star, two star recruit turns into a baller. You know what I mean? So it's not every time that it's, it's all five stars. Yeah. The majority is five stars, but I mean, let's be real. And I feel like college football in the past had always done a pretty good job with that too. Right. Like if you, if you're on some, if you take over, you know, do a franchise with some like, you know, smaller school or something like that, and your starting quarterback ends up putting up like Colt Brennan type numbers. Um, you know, th- that guy's rating tends to soar, right? And then you have a guy on a team potentially with like a, a 92 overall, and everybody else is in the 60s. Right? <laughs> I feel like they, I feel like they all. I mean, I've, I, I feel like that was like pretty, pretty common. I mean, I might be mistaken. It's been a while, but I, I just feel like it wasn't all that uncommon to see like a jump like that, depending on production. Yeah, and it's curious to see how they implement the whole system thing because that's one of the tricky things. We look at an NFL draft, right? How many times do we see a guy like Timmy Chang go out and throw for 5,500 yards, 50 touchdowns, but he plays in Hawaii's spread offense. So he's a seventh-round draft pick in the NFL for one reason or another. So I'm wondering if they can implement that as well. Like maybe I have UConn and we do win the national championship and my quarterback is the Heisman winner, but they're like, well, you know, it's UConn's system, so he's actually still a fourth-round pick. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have, like, if you're an 85 overall, but somehow win the Heisman like that, which which happened all the time. I mean, I used to win the Heisman with my freshman quarterback, you know. So yeah. Uh, then, then yeah, I would assume you don't get drafted very high, um, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I love yeah. these game drops we're getting here. Timmy Chang, Colt Brennan, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, well, I remember, I remember just taking it back and like. The when Johnny Manziel played against Geno Smith at West Virginia, and that game, like 
I think West Virginia ended up what they lost that West Virginia lost that game and Geno Smith had like eight touchdown passes. Yeah. It's like fifty six to like it was so yeah. game. And, and he only had like six incompletions. Like that's the type of that's the type of football <laughs> game video game that I want to play in every time. You yeah, know, for Geno sure. Against Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Well, that's our take on the new EA Sports College Football 22, 23, whatever it ends up being. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. Just wanted to throw it to uh, my two guys here to see if they had any closing thoughts on the video game or anything they want to shout out. No, I mean, uh, it's. Um, we're, I think everyone's excited, you know, especially what's funny is um, most people that are excited for this game – are 30, 35 year olds, you know what I mean? Uh, because we're the ones who originally played the game and then it was taken away. So I think that's kind of the, the funniest part of it. It's a bunch of 30 and 40 year old dudes getting so hyped. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited and let's go Bucks, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd echo Sully. It is funny that, uh, I mean, it makes sense though, right? Because like we're that age range, we're used to playing the other college football games. I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, I'm a big college football guy. I love it. And I will say, speaking of college football and the upcoming draft, we've seen a lot of hype around Devontae Smith. I'm not sold on Devontae Smith. And if a team goes out and drafts Devontae Smith over a guy over like Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase, thank you. you. You've lost it. You've we need to get this kid on the show. You've absolutely lost it. If you take Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this draft. And even I make the argument that you could take Kyle Pitts over Devonte over Devonte Smith. So I mean, Devonte Smith weighs 170 pounds with his football pads on. He's with old. His football pads, helmet. He weighs he weighs 170 pounds with it on. He's old. He'll be a 23 year old rookie. He'll be a 23 year old rookie. I don't if like he it. doesn't come out and run a four two, he's going to be in trouble. I think so. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's my last take. Wayne. I like Sorry. it. Dropping <laughs> hot bombs, walking out of here. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, thanks, guys, and uh, thank you guys for listening, and tune into the next episode. Kenny! Oh, Kenny, what's up? Kenny! It's over!